Welcome to the Pain Solutions Podcast. Dr. Wayne Fimister is a family physician with a special interest in chronic pain, whose passion is finding solutions for this epidemic problem facing one-third of the adult population. He is a clinical associate professor at the University of British Columbia in Canada and has developed one of the first online medical trigger point injection courses for doctors and nurse practitioners, a technique that is easily learned and implemented into the medical office of any doctor or nurse practitioner treating chronic pain. To get free access to Pain Solutions newsletter, blogs, and to register for his online course, simply register at www.waynefimister.com. On the podcast, Dr. Wayne brings together experts from various segments to share with you how they solve people's pain problems and how you can get this treatment too. And now, here's your host, Dr. Wayne Fimister. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us today in this very special episode. Tonight, I have got a lady called Silva Pohanka. She is a wonderful lady who focus is on the healing art. So welcome, Silva, to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. So Silva began her formal training in the healing arts about four years ago in 2015, and she's worked through the different levels of healing touch and is now a practitioner in the biofield healing therapy world. And also on top of that, involved with Reiki and learning the system. So not only do we have Silva tonight, but we've also got her cat that she didn't warn me. Join us, and sure enough, with, within about a minute of starting, they're on the desk. So a purring and agreeing from the cats as well. So Silva, let's go back in time and mm-hmm. give our audience a little bit of a feel for yourself as a person. Where did you grow up, and where did you go to learn? your art? I was actually born in the Czech Republic, but I came to Canada in the 80s. And I always had an interest in, I could never stand seeing somebody in pain. And I had this sort of natural inclination to put my hands on people and relieve them of pain. I could get rid of people's headaches, uh, family members often. I would help with different aches and pains. And I was really interested in eventually in learning how to do it properly. So one of my colleagues at the school where I teach, she was a science teacher for 30 years, and she introduced me to Healing Touch. And I trusted her. She actually retired from teaching to do Healing Touch full time. And so thanks to her, I embarked uh, on that journey. And through Healing Touch, I met my Reiki teacher and goes on from there. And there's so many amazing modalities these days. So I am interested in staying with Reiki and Healing Touch primarily to know those two quite well. Okay, so considering that some of our listeners are new to this, can you provide some background information into Healing Touch? So first, I will maybe explain briefly what it is and then give you the background of how it came to be. My personal definition of it is very simple. It's channeling unconditional love to the client. And it is an eclectic energy biofield therapy. Eclectic meaning that the woman who founded it, she was a registered nurse, a Janet Mendkin, and she adopted different healing modalities, principles, etc., from some names you may recognize, Alice Bailey, Jean Watson, Barbara Brennan, Brew Joy. So those are just a few names to mention. What she did is adapt these techniques 
to create a program that is just absolutely amazing, in my opinion. I know that was not a simple answer, but, you know, in terms of how it works, essentially the practitioner would be through light touch or if somebody doesn't want to be touched at all, working on the person's energy field to help balance the energy bodies and the the layers of the energy body to facilitate self-healing. Okay, so you've introduced a few concepts there that maybe some of our audience are not used to. So you Mm -hmm. mentioned biofields. So can you give us an example maybe in nature where there's definitely a biofield that people could relate to before we talk about the body? Everything is energy. And then I think, you know, the new, there's a magnetic field around the earth, right? So um, we're all surrounded by different energy fields and we're all energy beings. And thankfully, there is more support now from science to demonstrate that. Most people may be familiar with the chakra system. A lot of the healing uh, touch techniques focus on balancing the chakras, which are the seven key energy centers in our bodies. You know, there's something I became aware of many years ago, maybe over 20 years ago now, and it's always fascinated me, and I have taken courses in this subject to enhance my, my experience personally. You know, it's wonderful to be talking about it tonight. You know, one thing that I have done with my children and also with, is, you know, if you rub your hands together and then just hold them maybe an inch or two apart, you start to feel a heat or even mm-hmm. without, without rubbing them, just put your hands together. So maybe if our audience can do this, if they're safe and not driving, put their hands together and then you'll just hopefully feel something between their palms, you know, and, um, if you keep practicing this, it basically is, you know, there's something happening between our hands. It's not just air. It's not just nothing. It's literally an energy field. And it's certainly something that I can experience and my patients sometimes experience if, if we're talking about it. So, okay, so let's move on to so the biofield, your light touch. So like, what, what do you do? We see your clients there, they're in for a session. Give us an idea of what somebody would expect a healing touch session. That's one of the things I absolutely love about healing touch. There is a 10-step basically process in a session that you do, and ethics are a big part of it as well. So it's a very comprehensive program. And essentially, you would begin with an interview. I often would send forms ahead of time to the client so that, and I find that process for me personally, if I receive that from somebody, I'm already thinking about my healing. I'm already in that mind mindset and so it begins before I even go to the session that would be ideal if not then we would have a conversation at the beginning decide on an intention for the session so always very important to set a very clear intention what do you wish to focus on most then they remain closed just you know removing glasses and belts and such They would lie down on a massage table and the client's job is really to receive that love and healing and to relax and have a rest. And then I would do an energetic assessment. I would again state that intention very clearly. You know, I do invite a divine presence into the session. And I would maybe discuss even prior to commencing, based on the intention, which techniques I'm going to use, because Healing Touch has a variety of techniques, each of which is good for different things. 
Uh, some of them were wonderful for pain management, anxiety, depression, you know, different. There are techniques uh, for somebody who is uh, in the process of dying that can help them pass over. So I would perform those. And, you know, at the end, basically, I do usually have a signal that I would, you know, let the person know what it is. And then we would discuss what happened and I would assign some homework <laughs> uh, for them to do, to, to carry on with the process and then discuss whether they would want to continue with, with the treatments. Clients are there. What are the typical experiences they express to you once the session is over? What is wonderful and the best compliment really anyone can pay me is when somebody starts snoring. You know, it's they, so people usually do go into a very deeply relaxed state and they do feel, uh, I mean, my experiences have been very positive. People always feel wonderful afterwards. They feel refreshed. It's recommended after a treatment, you know, like with any other things, you know, of course, drinking water, but also resting. And usually the person will have a wonderful sleep that night. <laughs> yeah, and what is, you know, there are other things that can happen. I mean, some people are more sensitive to feeling the energy, so they will feel it. And, you know, when I'm working on them, they will sometimes feel as me being at their feet while I'm already working on the head. So it's quite, quite an interesting uh, experience sometimes in that sense. And are they aware of like energy or are they just aware of the effects of what you're doing? As I mentioned, it depends on the person, right? Some people are quite, quite sensitive and other people just, you know, enjoy the, they feel a lot of heat usually from the hands, right? So there's a lot of warmth. I, I have worked with someone who was dying of cancer and the first time I worked on her, she felt warm because she was perpetually really cold. You know, it can create wonderful, comforting, warm energy that's so experienced as heat, right? Sometimes it can feel cold, and usually when it feels cold, that means things are being really cleared away. That's my experience. Oh, that's interesting. So you say when people feel cold, they're clearing the energy, so there's literally an unblocking thing going on? That is my experience, right? I, I think it may vary from different healers, different modalities, but for me personally, if my hands feel, my hands can be cold and people feel heat. But if my hands are warm and it feels cold, then that indicates that there is a clearing happening. Yeah, it's rare. It's very rare. Mostly it's a, I, I do clearing techniques that are off the body. There is a technique in healing touch called magnetic clearing, which I begin most sessions with. And I use sound as well. I have bowls that I use to clear energy with sound. So, yeah, I combine a few, few other things. <laughs> Wonderful. So how does the sound that you're incorporating, how does that affect the healing? People love it. I have several Tibetan bowls, but this particular one, and you know, this is an intuitive thing. There are theories, right? The different tones affect different chakras and 
et cetera, et cetera. I think you could use two forks and tap them. And if your intention is pure and you're coming from a place of love, there will be some effect. But of course, you know, if you're using a tool that's more refined then the effect will be more positive and, and more intense. So what I do is I ask first whether the person is comfortable with that. And I will walk around three times tapping this bowl and people really enjoy it it's just a beautiful deep sound and what's your experience with chronic pain and patients who suffer with this condition with these healing modalities my mother you know suffers from arthritis so i've always been able to help her there is a technique called the pain drain in healing touch which is quite effective. So what I did is I asked several of my healer friends that do healing touch and and Reiki and what their experiences are as well. And one of the people I spoke with was very interesting. I really liked what she said in that chronic pain, often the person becomes the pain. They have a really hard time separating themselves from the pain. And She said in her experience, it can take, you know, four or five, sometimes six sessions to really get to a place where that separation is becoming more permanent and the person can manage it better. Uh, One of my other friends, uh, or my Reiki master teacher, actually, she had one instance where the healing session, one session cured, somebody's wrist pain completely never came back. But generally, it will last for a few days. And then it returns. So what I think, I mean, I would love an opportunity to work with somebody who who has chronic pain. I believe personally that they're also emotional. There's some deeper, it's not just physical, right? And so I, you know, I think looking also at what may be other underlying issues, helping the person create that separation. And so if you can offer somebody a respite from the pain, where they can actually momentarily relax, you know, and and start separating. There is a self-chakra connection. There's a meditation that I give to people as homework. And one of the Healing Touch instructors said that has been quite effective using affirmations and really, really important daily self-care. No, that's excellent. These are similar things I encourage my patients to do, like affirmations and you know, getting enough sleep and uh, positive, yes. you know, stay away from mm-hmm. negative thinking. So there's lots of things exactly. doing on a daily basis, consciousness to be moving away from this automatic response that we do right. have in chronic pain state with the autonomic mm-hmm. nervous system and I guess energy systems beneath the surface that are just conditioned into us, I believe. And therefore we need to be conscious to shift the focus and therefore to, to move our bodies towards healing, which I honestly believe is in us, you know, in DNA. Well, and that is the huge thing that, you know, my goal is to empower the person. And I would really make that very clear to people. I want them, they need to participate actively. They need to engage in the process of healing. I think breathing is really important. So teaching a person how to, as difficult as it is when you're in pain, to just breathe into it. And also another thing I read in, I think in one of Pema Chandram's books, scientifically, any intense emotions 
lasts only 90 seconds, but we can make it last 20 years. So in other words, if you're having an intensely painful moment, 90 seconds, think 90 seconds and just breathe and breathe and see if it will pass, right? And maybe it will pass for two seconds and it will come back. But just working with that for somebody for a while could be quite magical, potentially. Yes, I, I love that. You know, that's a wonderful little tip. I haven't heard that before. 90 seconds. So just focus, breathe, slow in. I, I say to patients five seconds in to the nose and five seconds out. And mm-hmm. that for three breaths, which, you know, maybe you need to do a few more breaths to get to 90 seconds. But, yeah, um, yeah. That's beautiful. I like that. You know, what's a nice breathing technique in that situation as well is maybe making the S sound. So breathing in and then going and it really slows down your exhalation. So you end up exhaling for a really long time. And if you're angry and frustrated with the pain, it could be maybe offer some release as well. I, I'd be worth, worth a try. If it's not something that works for somebody, then I wouldn't do it. But it's something people could try. Exactly. I'm just reading your bio here. I'm just going to quote the quote at the top, which from Miriam Hasna. And it's beautiful. It says this. The healer does not heal you. The healer is someone who holds space for you while you awaken the inner healer so that you may heal yourself. I think that's a huge statement from probably thousands of years of experience in India and right up to now in the modern neuroscience that's really showing that the potential is within us, within ourselves and and it's something I say to patients as well. You know, I just hold the space for them because I know the potential is there mm-hmm. and what they're doing and all the different modalities. And sometimes we don't know when it will happen, if it will happen, but we can hold the space for it. And I think, you know, a faith and a belief in this in order to do that. But that's one huge thing that I encourage people to do for themselves, especially if I'm, say, finished, I've done six, five, six or seven sessions with them with the different mm-hmm. Yeah. Like hold the space, hold the space, hold the space. And it's a powerful, powerful thing because it's to do with real energetic potential. And I think that's why within this biofield mm-hmm. that we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's so strange from our modern fast-paced culture where we're just so dependent on the physical realm and here for a long time obviously got a lot of proof behind them we just need to allow it so that's something i definitely encourage my patients and maybe our audience could you know reflect on some of these things and and maybe seek out some help to go forward so you know on that note we're just going to wrap this up soon can you just tell us where can patients go to Find out more about Healing Touch. The Healing Touch website is excellent. If you Google Healing Touch program, there's tons of information there. There are books by Dorothea Huber 
Kramer. It's called the Healing Touch Guidebook, Practicing the Art and Science of Human Caring. I would recommend a newly published book by one of my teachers, Jeanette Nienaber, which is called The Heart in You, A Personal Journey Through Your Physical, Emotional, Mentor, and Spiritual Heart. Not specifically Healing Touch, but for Healing Touch, the website is really a wonderful, wonderful resource. Well, thank you so much, Silva, for coming on tonight. Is there any parting comments you want to leave with our listeners? I would certainly encourage people to pursue these alternate modalities. And anyone who's gone through the Healing Touch training in particular is very well qualified. And it's a heart-centered healing modality. It is wonderful. And uh, if people want to contact me directly for any questions, I'm happy to answer those as well. And just be well and love and light to people. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. How can people contact you? By email or by website? Uh, email is good. silvapohanka at gmail.com or pinklotushealingarts1 at gmail.com. Either one of those. So Silva, you'll get the name on the title of today's show. But it's S-Y-L-V-A-P-O-H-A-N-K-A at gmail.com. So give Silva uh, an email. She'll be thrilled to answer it. Tell her where you heard about her name. And um, yeah, let's start a conversation about this with our audience. So again, thank you so much. It's been a privilege to have you on tonight. I wish you a very good evening. Thank you, you too. My pleasure.